Good? I promise I'm not crying because I'm like upset or sad. I'm just crying because I believe that God, he wants to do something in all of our lives. And, uh, and there's, there's a reason you're here tonight. There's a reason that, that God would have you here in this space and time. And I believe that, man, he wants to do some wonderful things in your heart and in your life. And so I just want to lean into that tonight. It, it is evident that God is already here. And, 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 and I think for this particular message tonight, we, we've been going through a, a series on the Holy Spirit. And um, I, I don't know about you, but like it's been, it's been powerful even for me. As I've been kind of diving into this, um, you know, someone, someone asked the question, uh, do, you guys, do you guys believe in the Holy Spirit? And it's like, yes, yes and amen. We, we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe, just as I've kind of said, that it's a dance. It's a dance between, we believe, a triune God, a, a God of, of three, the Father, the Son. And oftentimes, we forget the Holy Spirit. And, and we're dancing and we, we just got to let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do. Because when you let him do what you want to do, when you open up your heart and you open up that space for him to dance, out of nowhere when you're worshiping, he'll just make you cry for no reason. He'll, he'll make you cry because I don't know about you, but I, I remember when, when I was like here at Magnolia, when I was in junior high. I remember what I went through when I was in high school. I remember what God has brought me through. And just that song, it, it just, it's a reminder that even in the shadows, even in the broken God can meet you, he will find you, and he's, he loves you so much. I, I don't know what you're going on, like, in, like, in, through right now in this moment. I just want you to know there's hope. There's so much hope. There's so much power. There's so much grace. There's so much mercy. And I, I don't know who's in the room, but, but God wants you to know that right now. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. He's right there. It doesn't matter. You cannot escape God's love. You can't escape his grace. You can't escape his mercy. It is always right in front of you. And we're going to be that, that church that just loves people and loves people and loves people. I Literally, that's my prayer. I tell the team before the huddle. And you're welcome to come to the huddle, by the way. It starts at, at 420. We just get going. We pray. And I, and I told the team, I want people to leave thinking, man, that church loved me too much. <laughs> yeah, Grandma Liz. Yeah, Grandma Liz. Come on. And, uh, and that's just, that's the culture. Culture is so important. It's what's in the atmosphere. It's the vibe, right? Like that's the culture. We want the culture to be love because we believe that Jesus loves all people. And we say this. I don't know who this is for. Honestly, I don't. I just want to be led by the Holy Spirit. I just want you to know you don't have to believe what we believe to belong here. You don't. I don't know what church background you have, where you've come from, what you did last night, what, what you're going to do. You do not have to believe to belong here. This is a hospital for all people. And last I checked, we're all messed up. Amen. I had this thought. Amen, Taylor. <laughs> I had this thought. I'll never forget. Uh, Yahira, is Yahira in the house? She's serving. Come on, Yahira. Can we give it up for Yahira? Um, I remember I was driving. The Lord put this in my heart. You see, he'll speak to you. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. And it's just reminders. It's nuggets. It's to, like, encourage you. And I don't know why, but I just wanted to, I feel like God said to share that. And I was driving in my car, and, um, and I remember Yahira had, like, this really bad burn at work. And it was really bad, like, like the umph degree, like, bad. 
And, um, and I remember she called, and she didn't know where to go. She didn't know what to do. And, and it, it was the coffee, like, that was, I don't know how hot it gets. It just gets gnarly hot. And it, it fell, like, squirted somehow. The lid wasn't correctly on, and it went all over her shoulder and her chest and her arm, and it was really bad. And I'll, and I'll never forget, I called my brother, because I, I, he's a paramedic, and he's like, don't go to any, go to, go to USC hospital in Los Angeles. That's where they're going to take care of her. It does not matter how much it is. The, the work will pay for it. Like, she needs to go right now. And I remember she went, I'll never forget, we were walking through the burn section. And there were people, literally, remember, Kelly, there were people that you couldn't even recognize their face. And I felt like the Holy Spirit told me this. This is for somebody tonight. When you go to a hospital, you go because there's sick people, because there's hurting people, because there's hurt people. And it's the same thing for the church. When we walk into this place, you don't know, we don't know what's going on behind the walls. We have no idea. You might feel like you're burning, like everything inside of you is melted, and you don't want people to see the real you. And I'll never forget, we walked by, and I like looked, and it was like, I was so shocked by what I saw, but it felt like God said, I want, I want coin, I want this church to be a church that looks people, looks at people's brokenness, and says, it doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter the things that are going on in your life, it doesn't matter what you're scarred by, it doesn't matter who's burnt you, or who, how you're getting burnt, I want coin, I want my church to love people. And I just, I remember it hit me, and, and it was like, you know when you look at something and it's just like, ah, you kind of want to look away really quick? When Jesus sees you, though, he doesn't do that. He sees you, and he's right there with you. Hey, you've gone through some stuff. I want to I wanna be your father. You've gone through some stuff. I want to I meet you where you're at. You've gone through some, you were hurt, you were burned. I'm going to love you no matter what. And, and I'm sorry if you've been in an, env an environment where the theology says that you have to work your way towards God. I'm sorry, that's just, that's not correct biblical theology. Like, I went to Bible school, and I learned that. <laughs> it's, it's not true. You, you do not have to work your way to salvation. Amen, Jesse. And, and that's, like, what it's all about. We just want you to know that, all right? Side note, I don't know who that was for. We're going to jump in, all right? Let's go. So spiritual gifts. We're going on spiritual gifts. That's the talk tonight. And, uh, and, and, and Jesse's in the house. I don't know if you've, if you've heard about Jesse or you know Jesse. I just want to publicly say, Jesse, thank you for everything you've done and you've, you, you've loved people where they're at. She has a gift of prophecy. And get this, she will tell you, it's not about the gift, it's about the gift giver. And there have been moments marked. I'm talking about marked in your life. I'm talking about moments that it doesn't matter. Like it, <laughs> the moments of the power of the Holy Spirit where God can speak to you, read your mail, and, and they don't even know who you are. Jessie's taught me those things. She goes, she lives in Arkansas. Jessie and, and, and her husband, Eldon, and, and she just walks into grocery stores, and the Holy Spirit talks to her about people. It's never to condemn. It's never to bring down. It's to encourage people. It's to remind them that God loves them, and even if they don't believe in God, that God is for them. And, and so Jessie, she's taught me that ever since I was 12 years old, 11 years old, I'd call her up. And I'll be honest. I'll be honest, Jessie, I was attracted to the gift. 
But the more I got to know Jesse, the more I, I got to know who she was and how she loved Jesus and how she's dedicated to Jesus. And if you need someone to pray for you, she'll write you in her prayer book and she will pray for you. And then she'll call you up at a random when things are going crazy in your life. I promise you, this happens all the time. Hey, hey, Sammy. Or, or she'll call my mom, how's Sammy doing? Or how's this person doing? And then my mom doesn't know, and, she, and she'll come up, oh, you know, Jesse said she's praying for this person. Or, oh, Jesse said she's praying for you. I'm like thinking in my head, my gosh, like the understanding of the Holy Spirit and the wavelengths of time. She always prays at the right time. And I'm glad and I'm thankful we have women like Jesse in the house that prays for Coin Church on your behalf. So we're going to talk about gifts. I just want to bring that up. Jesse, we love you. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for who you are. I got a, a story next week about a, a radical encounter that I had. And, and, and it really, God used Jesse in, in my life. But, but that's, that's for next week. All right, so it says this in Acts 19, verses 1 through 2. It says, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Some of people, that's our, that's our verse, that's our, our main verse for this series. Some people don't even know about the Holy Spirit. And if you do, you have no idea, or it's weird, or it's strange, or it's like, I don't want anything to do with that. And so we, I feel like God said, I want, I want people to know, because I'm going to start, I'm, that's the foundation. It's the power of God, the movement of God. I want to have, I want to be a part of a church that we understand the movement of God, that he's up to something, that he wants to move on our behalf. And so that's why we started this series. And so tonight we're talking about gifts. Can you say gifts? Yes. There's, there's two gifts that I want to point out right now. The first, you have you have, there's no way you can receive it other than just receiving it. Like, you can't work your way to it. You can't do anything about it because there's some that, that you have to be in, you have to really strive for. You have, it's like going to the gym and you got to work them out. You got to understand them. But this, this one gift, it's eternal life. That's God's gift to humanity. It's God's gift to you. It's God's gift to me. Doesn't matter where you're from, what you've done. Every person can experience and understand and, and, and step into the gift of eternal life. It says this in scripture, Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but there it is, the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Ephesians says, for it is by grace you have been saved, meaning it's a gift. You cannot do anything about it. It's yours to receive through faith and that is not from yourselves, but it is, there it is, the gift of God. And here's, uh, that, that's the first gift. I want everyone to understand and realize that. You can, you can receive salvation. It is your gift. It's the Father's gift to you. But there's, an, there's another gift that goes deeper. Say deeper. I, I want to be the type of person that goes deeper. I just, that's always how I've been. I don't want the surface. I don't want to know the surface. That surface is important. The surface gets me in the room. But I want to really know what's, what's this about. What's this God thing about? What's this Holy Spirit thing about? Explain it to me. So tonight we're going to talk about the gift of the Holy Spirit and, what, and how the Holy Spirit gives you those gifts and how the Holy Spirit shows you your gifts. It says this in Acts it says, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for 
the gift my Father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So check this out. <laughs> I don't know if you grew up in the church enough that I did, but I'm just going to say it. If you've heard about it, then you've, you, you get what I'm saying. But there's this, there's this word that goes around, and it's categorized, and it has a really negative connotation. It's It's charismatic. I don't know if you guys have heard that term, but when you ever, whenever you hear the word charismatic, at least for me, it's like a negative thing. Like those people were charismatic. Those people were like off the charts. Those people were at another level. All charismatic means, check this, it's so scary. Charis in the Greek means spiritual gifts. That's like terrifying, right? <laughs> like charismatic, that's all it means is charis. Look it up. T- type in what does spiritual gifts mean in the Greek. And all it means is the gift that God's given to you. It's a gift from the Holy Spirit. It's a gift of, of spiritual gifts. And God wants all people to understand and know. So you see, we do not believe that the spiritual gifts ceased after the last apostle died. Some believe that. Ceased is called cessationalism. Some believe that when the last apostle died, that the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the movement, the power of God ceased. And now we just kind of play church, and it's great, and it's awesome. I I don't believe that. I've been around long enough to see the power of God, the movement of God, the healing of God, that God can speak to the depths of your soul through a spiritual gift. Scripture says this in 1 Corinthians. This is Paul speaking to the church, to us. He says, now about spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be ignorant I think we can be really just naive. We don't understand. We don't get it. So because we don't get it, like a lot of things, we we don't want anything to do with it. But we're going to unravel that tonight. 1 Corinthians says a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. I want to read. We're going to have this on the slide. I I did this like really quick. um, And I don't want to focus. It's kind of hard to see, I know. But I just want to read this really quick. These are gifts. There's a lot of them in the scriptures. And it's, it's prophecy, it's serving. You, I don't, you, you guys might have this gift, you just don't know it. Teaching, exhorting, giving, organizing. Shout out to Maddie. I know she's really, that's literally her gift, administration. I know Adri's like, administration, I, like, well, administration. There's like some level of organizational skill. I believe my mother-in-law, Teresa, has this gift. There's just something about being organized. And that's a gift that God gave you. And what's beautiful is you can turn that around and use that gift for other people. Then there's, I put ministry slash gifts. Um, um, I'm sorry, calling slash gifts. These, these are callings that, that, Will, Will reminded me theologically, hey, these, might, these are also callings, and it's apostles, meaning they start things up. You have a desire to, st- I feel like I had the gift when I came, when Kelly and I came, I just wanted to start, I, I don't know why it's in me, and it's like, I, I just want to start something, I want to start this church, I feel like God's calling me, it's a gift of, of, of apostle, starting, Paul was an apostle when he went and started churches, there's evangelists, there's pastors, and there's teachers. Other gifts is words of wisdom or words of knowledge, which can be coupled as prophecy. There's gift of faith. I know some people in my life that just have like this unimaginable amount of faith. And they just, they're just that person that reminds you there's still hope. 
No, you can still you can still go. There's something, God's up to something, and there's this encouragement. I don't know about you, but I need people like that in my life. And when I'm low and when I'm weak, so oftentimes I, I can reckon, sometimes I don't even tell them. I'm like, man, you got the gift of faith. You don't even know it. It's this encouragement, gifts of healing, working of miracles, discerning of spirits. There's tongues, and then there's interpretation of tongues. That's the one that we get caught up on, if I can just park there for a second. Like, we get so caught up on this tongues thing, speaking in tongues. Personally, I love it. I think it's, I think it's spiritual. I think it's, there's a, like, there's, it's mystical. It's different. But there's something that God, it, man, it's like being drenched. We're going to talk about that next week. You're, like, drenched in the Holy Spirit. Like, you know when you jump into a pool you go all in? There's some people that just are, like, halfway in or they're, like, my mother-in-law has, a, a, like, a little like a little ledge, and you can kind of go halfway in, and you're just like chilling, or you can like jump all the way in. And there's, some, there's, a, there's a baptism in the Holy Spirit where you just jump all the way in. And oftentimes, I can't explain it, but there's, there's tongues that happen. I, I know people that were on a plane. I just, I just want to park here for a second because we get so hung up on this. It's for people. It's for other people. And it's also, there's a tongue where it's just between you and God. We're going to hit that, that scripture in, in a second. But there's tongues that are just between you and God. It's to edify you. It's to encourage you. There's also a tongue for other people. And I had a friend, I'll never forget, in Bible school. And, he, and I was kind of like, like that guy, like, oh, yeah, I don't know about that whole speaking in tongues thing. You know, I grew up in a church. It wasn't about that. There's got to be an interpretation. And, and I, he, he told me, he said, no, no, you don't get it. I was on a plane, and I was, I was literally in the sky. And the Holy Spirit said, speak in tongues. That's weird, right? People will say, that's weird. He said, the Holy Spirit told him, speak in tongues. And so, because it was for the guy next to him. And so he looked at the guy and he said, hey, I'm, ah, I'm going to do something right now, but I just got to listen to what God's telling me. And he spoke in, spoke in tongues. And the guy looked at him and he said, you don't understand. Where did you understand that language? He said, that language comes from a tribe that is already dead. That, that, that tongue is dead. How do you know that tongue? And guess what the tongue was? It was to encourage this person that God is the God of heavens and the earth, that Jesus is the Messiah. And he said it, and, and the guy didn't even know what he was saying. It's for others. It's for others. We, we, we cannot get it twisted and think it's like, oh, we just want to talk bad about it. Or I'll, I'll say this too. We can focus so much on that gift when there's so many other gifts. We focus on it as if we're better than someone else just because we have that gift or we speak in tongues. That's not, it's, 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 for, it's for power, it's for relationship, and God wants to speak it to you, but there's also an interpretation of tongues. So I just want to say that, just set the ball, the ball straight. Is that how you say it? Set the ball? The bar, sorry, Kelly. Set the bar straight. So check this out. It says, as soon, I wrote this, as soon as they, as soon as the early church needed people, as soon as the early church they, the early church after the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, verse 42, the church is established, and, and it says they were having fellowship. And that word fellowship in the Greek is koinonia. That's where we got the term coin. Because we just, man, we're all about community here. And if you were to, like, date back and continue dating and through the church and look at the church and identify the church, there was a time where clergy be, began to be a word. The clergy is not even in the Bible. Clergy was, was a description of a pastor, and then they would call the people because the pastor had the gifts. 
And then they would call the people the laymen. Like they would just lay, they would just, it's perfect, they would just do nothing. They'd just come to church and listen to the pastor. And it was just all about the pastor and what the pastor said. I don't want to be that type of church. Because you have a gift and I have a gift. And, and imagine if we operated, this is crazy, that it came out from Fuller Seminary. And it's, it says, I believe 75 to 80% of the church does not know their gift. So imagine a body, because the scripture calls the church a body, the body of, of Christ. Imagine a body, just imagine me only know how to use my arm. I just use my arm, that's all I do is just use my arm. That's the only way I can function is just an arm. But you see, God wants you to know you have a gift, and, and that is your contribution. That's how you edify the church. That's how you grow the church is by using your gift. So it's no longer just about sitting on the pews, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Does this make sense? I don't know. I, I know. I'm... And the church became powerless because no one was using their gifts. So a church that doesn't look like their pastor, we're going to focus on this. I don't want the church to look like me or Kelly or any pastor here. I do not want the church, our, this church to look like that. We will help you discover your gifts so you can change the world and love people for God. That's what our desire is. So what's a spiritual gift definition? I wrote this down. A spiritual gift is a special supernatural ability that God gives to each of his people so that together we can advance his purposes in this world. In other words, God has something he's inviting all of us to do. God has a gift for you, and it's to serve the world. It's to serve others. It's to be there for others. You might be going, get this, you might be going through something, but when God begins to use you through your gift, he's, he's using you for other people, but he's also speaking to you. He's also doing something in you. He's also growing something in you. We say this all the, all the time. We're going to be a type of church that calls people to more, understanding that when we get in tune with the Holy Spirit, he'll do that for you. We just have to remind even ourselves and other people, hey, 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 the Holy Spirit, God's got a plan for you. He's got a purpose for you. Let's work some things out. Let's grow, not for us individually, so to speak, but also for others. Yes, it's for us, but it's mainly for others. So this is how we understand spiritual gifts. There's four points I have, and then we're done. First, discover the gifts God has for me. Romans says this, we have different gifts according to the grace given to us. Psalm says this, for you were created, you created my inmost being. This is God speaking to you. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. This is David speaking, by the way. David that, that conquered the Goliath. David that was like the giant slayer of his time, everyone talked about him, everyone loved him, he was the king, he was praised. And David knew something really well, something that I admire, he knew who he was. He knew his assignment, he knew the gifts he had, and he knew the, what the call that God had placed on his life. And we talked about it last week, the spirit of God was upon David. So I want to read that again in light, of, in light of, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. <laughs> hey, God, I know, I know I'm like, you've gifted me for this. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God already knows what you're going through. He knows, he knows the beginning from the end. Isn't that crazy to comprehend? 
He, he knows what he's called you to and he knows what he's graced you for. And he wants to, to prepare you, to equip you along this journey, along this faith journey, along this life journey. And he already knows the end before the beginning. So I've said this again, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. For, 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 for us to really get, I just want you to get this. When God speaks something to you, it is already fulfilled in his eyes. Joseph, if you know anything about Joseph, we're going to give a whole message on Joseph because I love his, his story so much. Joseph had a dream. His dream, literally in the dream, his brothers were bowing down to him. And he made a really bad mistake, and he was in a palace. He made a bad mistake by telling his brothers, you just don't do that. And his brothers became really jealous. Long story short, Joseph, time and time and time again, went through trial, was thrown in a prison, ran out of Potiphar's arms. Then he said that they were trying to, just craziness. And he got to a point where he was at his wit's end, but God reminded him of the dream. Because God already knows, that, and, and oftentimes he'll give us the end before the beginning. And it's the process that he puts us through. How do we get through the process? The Holy Spirit, the power of God, the movement of God. God, you said that I, I was called to be a worship pastor like, like Sunday. You said that, God, I don't know, I saw myself in my room and I was, I was leading and there was people there. Well, sometimes he'll show you the end before he even begins the beginning, but he won't show you the in-between. And so when you're at your wit's end and you're hurting and you're, I, I, God, you showed me that business that you called me to create for people. I saw the business, God, but like I'm here and I have no money and I'm broke. See, God saw before and it's always for others. It's always for others. Does that make sense? Two, develop the gifts God has given me. First Corinthians says this, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Do you know it said that? Eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. Second Timothy, for this reason I remind you, I love this, to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. I don't know if you know this, friend, but God's got a gift for you. And he wants you to fan it. He wants you to get ready. He wants you to know that he's got something prepared for you. That even right now, you might even know what your gift is. Even right now, you've had echoes of what your gift is. It's always for other people, but it really does something in your heart and in your life. And I want to be a type of church. Nelson and I have this conversation all the time. I know we're a young church. I get that. The majority of the people that come here, but I love all ages. I love all ages. I just realized people told me, you're going to have a 5 p.m. Well, you're not going to get any people that, like, have families and all stuff. And I, I just felt like God was leading the team to keep the 5 p.m. But here's the thing. I want people, when they look at Coin Church, not to say look at us, but I want people to know, man, that church, they're serious about God. They don't joke around. Like, they, when they say a call to more, they really, they're really about call. They, they really believe the Bible. Man, they really preach the Bible. And also, I want people to say, man, there's so many people in that church that serve God, that are doing things for God's house. You might have a dream right now to do something for the city of Chino. God's put that in your heart, and he will grace you through it. He will gift you for it. He's got a gift for you. Three, use the gifts God has given me. First Peter says this, God has given gifts to each of you. From his great variety of spiritual gifts, manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. 
Number four, understand that gifts are not just for you, but for others. Uh, this is my favorite point. First Corinthians says this, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. That's between you and God, okay? But the one who prophesies edifies the church. Did you catch that? The one, okay, so they're speaking in tongues. It's just between you and God. But then there's, there's those that, do, that prophesy. Prophesy is just speaking into someone's life and seeing something specific, a hope of the future, stuff that you're going through, an encouragement. Like I said, Jesse, that's her gift, and she does it so well, and she'll speak hope into your life. She'll speak peace into your life, and oftentimes, like, she'll be able to read your mail, and it's always to encourage you. I know people that abuse that, though. The church world says prophetic and pathetic. <laughs> some people that do it just for themselves, some people that do it to get money, honestly, some people that do it to have fame, some people that do it, and it's, that is not what it's for. But notice what it says. It says, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. Paul says, I would, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather you have prophecy. Why? Because the one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church, this is why, the church may be edified. It's, it's not for you, friend, entirely. It's, it's really for others. First Corinthians says this, since you are eager for gifts of the Spirit, try to excel in those that build up the church. Don't just focus on the ones that bring a lot of light to yourself, okay? We're here to build the church. We're here to grow the church. That is God. He's called us to do that. And I don't want to just be the only one in the team. I want all of us to rally around that. I want people to know in this city and even if you're in this room right now that God loves you, he has a plan and purpose for your life. If you, if you get tired of hearing that, you're going to get tired of coming to church. Because I will always remind you that God has more for you. That God has graced you for something. He's calling you to something. And it's really your job to find what that is. Seek his face. Ask him to show you. And I promise you he will. Ever since I could remember, Jesse, ever since I could remember, I'd go outside I was like 9, 10, 11 years old. And I remember Jesse would talk to me on the phone all the way from Arkansas. And she'd go, you know, Sammy, I said, Jesse, I feel like I'm called to be a pastor. I was like 9, and I would tell her that. And she was like, well, you could do that now. I was like, but, you know, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Honest to God, this happened. And I was like, all right, she went, just tell people about Jesus. And I'll never forget, there was a guy named Alan at my school, at Anna Borba Elementary School. And I was walking with him, and he was telling me about how life was hard for him. And I looked at him, I said, do you know Jesus? I said, Jesus loves you. And I was all about heaven at the time. I was like, all you got to do is accept him into your life, and one day you'll be in heaven. One day, and I would say, you can have whatever you want in heaven. I didn't know. I was like, you can have anything you want in heaven. And Alan looked at me, he was like, I want that. And I was like, let's pray right now. And I remember, I'll never forget, I felt like God was speaking. You see, he, he speaks to your life. And there's moments, look back, date back, moments where he's speaking. He's always with you, by the way. You don't have to believe in him. He believes in you. He's always been with you. That's why we have to check our language. You don't just come to faith. He's been calling you to faith ever since you were a little child. He put something in you. 
to remind you about him, to remind you that you need him. And I'll never forget that, Jesse. I don't know if I ever told you that. I was so encouraged by that. And there would be moments I'd go outside and I'd look at the, the sky. I don't know about you. Everyone has a different posture of worship. And, and where I feel close to God is, in, is it's in, like in the universe, by the ocean, in the mountains, by a river, a calm river in like Yosemite. And, and I remember I'd look up and I'd say, God, what do you want me to do in life? I want to do something for you. I don't want to leave this earth and not do anything for you, God. And ever since that moment, he was depositing something. He was putting something in me. The Holy Spirit was leading me. The Holy Spirit was guiding me. And he wants to do that for you too. He wants to speak in your life. Scripture said he has a plan and a purpose for you. That should, we should get excited about that. That's something that's compelling. There's, so, there's passion behind that. God isn't a God of mundane. He's not a God of boring. If you step into the call of God, I believe it's dangerous. There's power behind it. Worship team, you can come on up. So here's a side note. I don't know if that's going to be up on the screen. Here's a side note. Spiritual gifts, they strengthen others. What do I mean by that? Romans says this. This is Paul. Speak. Often Paul would speak to the church. He would speak to the church. He would encourage the church. And Paul says, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. We, we, we get that mix, mixed up in, when we look at the language of that. It's not Paul saying, I want, I want you to find your gift. No, Paul's saying, I want to impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. What he's saying is, I want to bring, because I know my gift. Paul's saying, I know my gift. And he's saying, I know you feel weak right now. I know you're going through some stuff right now. And I want to encourage you. I want to strengthen you. I want to lift up your head and say, look up at, at God who loves you and he's got a plan for you. You're trying to reach people in, in, in the city of Rome. I'm going to do I'm, I want to be there with you so I can encourage you because that's my gift to you. That's my gift to you. And so Paul wanted to give them the benefit of his gift. Paul also says this. In 1 Thessalonians, he said, we sent Timothy, who is like his spiritual son. We sent Timothy, who is our brother and co-worker in God's service in spreading the gospel, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith. So wherever you're at in life, I believe that's one of my gifts, to be honest. I believe one of my, when I'm here, I'm really, I'm really sacred about this space, honestly. It is as sacred as stepping into the kingdom of heaven. Because I believe through what comes out of my mouth, there could be damage or there could be edification. And I tremble before God. It's one of the, the reasons I was crying before. I was like, God, I, I can't do this. I, I, I have to have your Holy Spirit. You have to speak through me because I could go up and say something and damage someone's theology. I need you to be with me, God. But when I'm here, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like I'm in my gift. Like, I feel good. After a while, like, I'm like, all right, let's go. I, I honestly, because I feel like this is, it's not for this. It's not. It's to encourage you. It's to, edit, it's to remind you that there's more. There's more. There's more. And God wants you to know that. And God wants you to have that. Do you know that God wants you to have that? God wants more for your life. He wants, he wants you to know that you got a gift. 
And whatever you're going through right now, I promise there's breakthrough in it. That's what I love about community. I know people in this room that are going through some stuff. And the scripture says Paul, when he was in prison, the church was praying for him. The church was praying for Paul. And the Bible says that, <laughs> that, that, that literally, long story short, to be paraphrased, that the gates of the prison cells were opened on Paul's behalf. Because why? Because the church was praying. And I pray for you, friend. That's why we do this. That's why James and, and Will and, and Nelson and Kelly and myself and every person that comes on this team, we know what we're, we're getting into. We know that there's a spiritual warfare. We know that there's a fight taking place. We know that there are angels and demons fighting on your behalf. I talk about it, darkness and light. I understand that, but I know the victory I have already in Jesus Christ. I know he's already won the battle. So I know all I gotta do is step into my gift and encourage the church and you can do the same thing. There's people in this room that have a gift to just be around little kids. They love them. They love them so much. And I know there's other people in the room that don't wanna be around little kids. I know there's people in this room, you don't even know it, but you can sing really well. You can sing really well. I know there's people in this room, you just, you might not even know it. There's people in this room, you have a gift to look at something. It's the gift of administration, leadership. You have a, you have a gift to look at something and say, I feel like this could be better. Yeah, there's, there's some ways, there's some administrative ways to like make this work. And it's so that the church would be edified. There's some people in this room, I've seen you. I believe we're all called to this, but I really believe there's, there's people that really just stand out. You just love serving people. If you, if you know how to make cookies, you'll make cookies all day and just give it to people, give it to people. I know people in this room that when, when it's time for us to leave, you stay behind because you see the chairs and you just want to put them away. That's the gift of serving, which I believe we're all called to, but some have it a little bit more than others. There's people in this room, this is amazing, I love this. There's people in this room that have the gift of giving. You're like, what? Honestly, I know people in my life that have a gift of giving, meaning they don't care really about the 10%. That's like standard. 10% is what God calls us to give, to give the temple, to give the church, so that the church, so that we can actually do this, so that people can actually have changed lives. But I know some people that have the gift of giving where they're like, here, what do you need? What do you need? You wanna do, you need a screen for the, the let me give it to you and, and get this. I believe that if God called you to, for a, if, he, if you believe you have the gift of giving, meaning you just want, you really want to give your money away. Like literally, I'm not talking about anything else but giving your money away. I believe that God has already given you the dream of the business, of the calling so that you can continue to grow the church and edify it. I personally believe that. I personally, Kelly and I personally love giving. Any moment that we have, I always have to like talk to Kelly first. But I just feel like when someone's in need, really in need, and the Holy Spirit will prompt me, I'm always like, hey Kelly, what do you think? I, I got this number and like, what do you think? Are you okay with that? And I just, I believe that God has a gift for every person. And he wants you to step into that. Yes, it's for you, but it's to grow the church. Amen? We're gonna finish. If, if, if uh, you wanna just stand with me, I want to encourage you in this. If there's, 
If you just close your eyes with me. First, if you do not know about this Jesus, if you want more of this Jesus, if you've never given your life to Jesus, if you've never said, hey, I want, I want, I want that, and I want to know more of God, and I want to step into God's plan and His will for me, if that's you in this room, and there's something prom like prompting your heart, there's something moving your soul, it's the presence of God. And you might not even know it's God, but it's God. If that's you and you, you would say, I want to give my life to Jesus, would you just raise your hand so I could see you? I want to give my life to Jesus. I see your hand right on. I see your hands. I want to pray for you. Jesus, God, I pray, Father, that you would speak to the depths of the heart of every person in this room, God, especially those that for the first time would give their life to you. And maybe they've wandered off. God, they, they want more of you. I just pray, oh God, that you would be with them, that you would move in them, that you would call them to more, that you would speak in their life, God, that you would remind us of the hope that we have in you, Jesus. We love you so much, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. As we just sing this song again, if you guys would like some